Freedom is the oxygen of the soul. Moshi Dayan. Man's time here is finite, but the influence of a man is infinite. The question is what shall we do with the daylight that remains? All right, welcome back. Today we're talking about The Four Agreements, a Toltec wisdom book written by Don Miguel Ruiz. So just briefly, I'll read the back here. It says, in The Four Agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz reveals the source of self-limiting beliefs that rob us of joy and create needless suffering based on ancient Toltec wisdom. So anyway, this is a very small book. You can see, you know, compared to my hand, it's, it's very small. Uh, but it's also only 140 pages cover to cover. So um, an easy read, but, uh, you know, a little little packed book of wisdom. Literally four uh, main principles, even though there's about seven chapters. But uh, I thought it was, it was a decent read. Um, let, me, let me jump in and give you a few highlights that I thought were worth reading, right? So domestication and the dream of the planet. That's chapter one. So basically he describes like domestication as all of us living in today's society. When we're children, we are very free. We're free of mind, heart, spirit. We're just very rambunctious. We're willing to love people. We're willing to try new things. We're just looking for joy, right? And then we become domesticated. We start to feel the pressures of society and the rule book and how well are we walking the line, right? So that's the domestication piece of it. And it plays a major role. He says the domestication is all these uh, thoughts and beliefs about ourselves based on other people's uh, sicknesses, ideas, uh, preferences, thoughts, etc. This section is called prelude to a new dream. There are thousands of agreements you've made with yourself, with other people, with your dream of life, with God, with society, with your parents, with your spouse, with your children. But the most important agreements are the ones you made with yourself. In these agreements, you tell yourself who you are, what you feel, what you believe, and how to behave. The result is what you call your personality. I'm going to skip down a bit. He says, if you want to live a life of joy and fulfillment, you have to find the courage to break those agreements that are fear-based and claim your personal power. The agreements that come from fear require us to expend a lot of energy, but the agreements that come from love help us to conserve energy and even gain extra energy. So basically... We start to accumulate these fears and ideas, and they start to kind of suck our souls, right? (laughs) Okay, the first agreement. This is called be impeccable with your word. So he says, your word is the power that you have to create. Your word is the gift that comes directly from God. Skipping down, he says, the word is the most powerful tool you have as a human is the tool of magic, but like a sword with two edges, your word can create the most beautiful dream or your word can destroy everything around you. It goes on to give some examples of using your word well uh, that 
your word is a representation of your dream of who you are, whether you're domesticated or looking for joy and wild. Now, let us see what the word impeccability means. Impeccability means without sin. comes from the Latin peccatus, which means sin. The im in impeccable means without. So, impeccable means without sin. Religions talk about sin and sinners, but let's understand what it really means to sin. A sin is anything that you do which goes against yourself. Everything you feel or believe or say that goes against yourself is a sin. So living with a certain amount of cognitive dissonance, uh, actions not being congruent with thought, belief, and feeling. Skipping down, self-rejection is the biggest sin that you commit. In religious terms, self-rejection is a mortal sin, which leads to death. Impeccability, on the other hand, leads to life. He tells a story of this woman who had a great heart. She was a, she loved to sing. And one time her, her mother was frustrated with the day and getting annoyed at her child singing. And she, she basically told her, stop singing. You have a horrible voice. That girl internalized that horrible thing that her mom said and believed for many, many years that she could not sing and that she had an ugly voice. And it's a, example of how we become domesticated by others. We absorb other people's parasitic point of view uh, and internalize it to represent our own beliefs. And that is the part that takes us down. Now, he kind of, this book sort of makes assumptions that we're all very unhappy and, uh, because of this, you know, domestication and trying to walk the line that was given to us more than something we discovered gives us joy, um, that we all kind of sit in that form of hell. But I found myself disagreeing with a lot of this, (laughs) though the principles are good. His examples assume that we're really, really unhappy, struggling, sad people. (laughs) Anyway, Using the analogy of the human mind as a computer, gossip can be compared to a computer virus. I believe with that, I agree with that one 100%. Garbage in, garbage out. Spending your time talking about other people and the things that they've done right, wrong, and the otherwise is a waste of your time, a waste of your energy, and turns your mind into a, a virus, a garbage machine. For years, we have received the gossip and spells from the words of others, but also from the way we use our word with ourselves. We talk to ourselves constantly, and most of the time we say things like, oh, I look fat, I look ugly, I'm getting old, I'm losing my hair, I'm stupid, I never understand anything, I'll never be good enough, and I'm never going to be perfect. Do you see how we use the words against ourselves? We must begin to understand what, what the word is and what the word does. If you understand the first agreement, be impeccable with your word, you begin to see all the changes that can happen in your life. Changes first in the way you deal with yourself and later in the way you deal with other people, especially those you love the most. If we adopt the first agreement and become impeccable with our word, any emotional poison will eventually be cleaned from our mind and from our communication in our personal relationships, including with our pet dog or cat. Impeccability of the word will also give you immunity from anyone putting a negative spell on you. (laughs) 
I like the way he talks about negative spells coming from other people and poison sinking into your soul because you accept what they say with their word. Um, now that being said, the second agreement is don't take anything personally. So don't accept the poison. Don't accept their negative subjective opinions as a representation of yourself. It's always a representation of, of them. I've talked about this many times. If I compliment you, that's a re- representation of me, my attitude, my opinions, my desire to, to send good vibes out. It's, it has nothing to do with you, really. Um, if I like or hate your shoes, that's up to me. It has nothing to do with you. The next three agreements are really born from the first agreement. Whatever happens around you, don't take it personally. Using an earlier example, if I see you on the street and I say, hey, you are stupid without knowing you, it's not about you. It's about me. You take it personally because you agree with whatever was said. As soon as you agree, the poison goes through you and you are trapped in the dream of hell. He has this bit about Anytime we start taking things personally, we're absorbing negativity and we sort of have these strange agreements, unspoken agreements with with one another, where it's like, if I want to suffer, you help me suffer. And if you want to be abused, I'll help you be abused. It's like this weird, cyclical, emotional turmoil that we kind of support each other in. We support each other's addictions and bad behaviors and uh, emotional chaos. and and. Uh, you know, if you look around, you'll find people in your life that kind of do that, right? The third agreement, don't make assumptions. We have the tendency to make assumptions about everything. The problem with making assumptions is that we believe they are the truth. We make assumptions about what others are doing or thinking. We take it personally. Then we blame them and react by sending emotional poison with our words. (laughs) I thought that was interesting. We do make a ton of assumptions, especially large-scale issues. Like, I love when people claim to know how some person on P- on TV is or a political personality or uh, the effects of this new bill or what, like, they, th- they think they know someone's intent. And then we make judgments based on that assumption, which may or may not be anywhere close to accurate. All right, we're, we're cruising through this. this is, we're almost done already. Uh, the fourth agreement, always do your best. The fourth agreement is about the action of the first three. Always do your best. So he, he kind of ties into doing your best. This idea of like, if you're doing your best, you're doing things you enjoy. You're doing things that bring you energy and happiness and things like that. If you're doing you know, quote unquote, your best to make a paycheck for someone else and you're not enjoying your work, you're not actually doing your best. You're doing something else, right? So there's a lot tied into this do your best thing. But he says a good example of this comes from the story about Forrest Gump. He didn't have great ideas, but he took action. He was happy because he always did his best at whatever he did. He was richly blessed, right? He he got tons of money and all kinds of other rewards because he gave his best at the simple things that he, he enjoyed. And um, when when you have a love of, of things, you um, 
you do a really good job. In fact, it's funny that I, I read this and today I shared a an Insta video of Kobe Bryant being asked, like, if you had to pick one thing amongst the greatest in any area, what would that be? And he says, love. Love is the main thing. We love what we do. It's like just being able to participate in the thing that we do and work on that craft is bigger and better than like the success, the money, even the championships, like the love of the game is what drives the great ones. Um, and so doing your best means you're, you're working hard at something you enjoy. So that's the four agreements, but here he has the Toltec path to freedom, breaking old agreements. I just want to share a couple blurbs from this. He says, true freedom has to do with the human spirit. It is the freedom to be who we really are. So he explains children, right? They're wild. They're free. They're looking for fun, for joy, for entertainment. He says, very young children are not afraid to express what they feel. They are so loving that if they perceive love, they melt into love. They're not afraid to love at all. That is the description of a normal human being. As children, we are not afraid of the future or ashamed of the past. Our normal human tendency is to enjoy life, to play, to explore, to be happy, and to love. I like the way he describes the children as normal human beings. That's how we ought to be. We ought to be free spirits looking for adventure, for love, for connection. He talks about feeling love from the the trees and from nature and from the stars and you living your life in that space of just saying like everything is giving off love and so do I and and that your life will be uh, become very peaceful and at, at one with everything around you. He says, when we talk about the Toltec path to freedom, we find that they have an entire map for breaking free of domestication. They compare the judge, the victim, and the belief system to a parasite that invades the human mind. From the Toltec point of view, all humans who are domesticated are sick. They are sick because there is a parasite that controls the mind and controls the brain. The food for the parasite is the negative emotions that come from fear. Interesting, right? We fear all kinds of stuff. Fear of judgment, fear of not being successful, fear of not having enough, fear of unhealthy, fear of coming off too prideful, fear that our wealth and success will offend others, fear that our lack of success will offend others. (laughs) It's just like constantly afraid. The freedom we seek is to use our own mind and body to live our own life instead of the life of the belief system. Now, there's a lot of wisdom that comes from these belief systems, the domestication piece that he's talking about. You know, it, it's wise to um, not get too far out of the bounds of what normal society operates with so that we don't just have crime and drugs and wild, wild people, right? But when he says wild, I think he's talking about as a child where you're exploring, you're climbing trees, you're you're looking for adventure and for fun and for connection and and trying to make people happy, but out of a genuine uh, kindness and character, right? So um, kind of an interesting little book. Uh, I definitely would recommend following these these four agreements. Um, and if you want to get the book, it's a super simple read. I'll put the link below as always. I appreciate you guys listening. And we'll catch you on the next one.
Hey, thanks for listening to the entire episode. As a token of gratitude, I want to give you a discount on my book, Ingrained. Head over to bronsonwilkes.com store and download Ingrained for less than a dollar with the coupon code GOALS, G-O-A-L-S.